0: Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite UtilSat 16A on 11.512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 megasymbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8PSK audio PID-510. We wish you good reception conditions.
1: Hello, I'm Lekremla Rasmian with the news. First, the top stories. As of today, tobacco product prices are rising in Romania. The ceilings for certain tax exemptions are being reduced and the tax on gambling winnings is increasing. An exercise organized by the Romanian naval forces takes place in Constanza. And the Romanian citizens who return home or go abroad for the holidays have to wait a long time in the customs points for document control. Part of the amendments made to the Fiscal Code, which were approved in mid-July by the Romanian government, came into force on Monday. Among them, the increase in excise duties for cigarettes and tobacco, as well as for alcohol and alcoholic products, higher taxes on gambling winnings, and lower ceilings for granting tax exemptions for salaries in constructions, agriculture, and the food industry. Other changes to the Fiscal Code, most of which have already been adopted, will be applied as of January 1, 2023. we come back to that after the news. The city port of Constanza in the southeast is hosting as of Monday a multinational exercise organized by the Romanian naval forces. The exercise takes place in maritime districts off the Romanian Black Sea coast and in the military port of Constanza. 240 Romanian soldiers and 60 foreign soldiers from Azerbaijan, Bulgaria, France, Georgia, the US and Turkey are participating in the exercise. The exercise contributes to increasing the level of training in the combat against makeshift bombs and against mines, as well as to strengthening interoperability between the participating forces. The Romanian citizens who return home or go abroad for the holidays have to wait a long time at the customs points for document control. In recent days in Vamanadlak too, in the west, long queues have been formed both on the entry and exit lanes. During the weekend in 24 hours, almost half a million people crossed Romania's borders in both directions. According to the Border Police, almost 262,000 people entered the country, most of them crossing the border to Hungary, respectively 152,000. The Border Police announces that they have taken measures so that the control of documents should be faster. Bonassa Airport in the north of Bucharest reopens as of Monday. For nine years, the airport was closed to commercial flights and underwent a program of modernization of buildings and equipment. On Bonassa Airport, the time required for the formalities will be less than an hour, unlike on Otto Pen Airport, where passengers must go at least two hours before boarding. Bonassa Airport was inaugurated in 1920, but its history begins on August 1, 1912, when the Romanian Aviation League, led by Prince Giorgio Valentin Bibescu, establishes in Bonassa a flight school for military pilots. A first ship carrying Ukrainian cereals on Monday left from the Ukrainian port of Odessa According to the international agreement concluded with Russia on July 22nd in Istanbul, the Turkish Defense Ministry announced. In Kiev, the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky estimated that following the Russian invasion this year, the cereal crops in Ukraine could be diminished by half. Before the launch of the Russian invasion on February 24th, Ukraine held 46% of the world's sunflower exports. of the wheat exports, 17% of the barley exports, and 12% of the corn exports, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. We recall that the Joint Coordination Center in charge of controlling Ukrainian cereals export through the Black Sea was officially inaugurated on Wednesday in Istanbul, according to the agreement signed by Ukraine and Russia with the mediation of Turkey and the UN. In Romania the population census process has come to an end. Sunday was the last day after the National Institute of Statistics had already extended the population counting period twice to give additional time to those who could not do it for various reasons. According to the communication director of the National Institute of Statistics Cotelin Răiu more than 90% of the Romanian population had been counted. The capital and the big cities had the lowest counting percentages. And that was the news from Bucharest, Trade Romania International.
2: As of August 1st, new amendments to the Fiscal Code take effect in Romania. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more on this in a commentary written by Roxana Vasile. In times of crisis, taxes and charges should not be raised. This is a rule often mentioned by economic analysts and politicians. These days, however, burdened by a two-digit inflation rate prompted by skyrocketing energy and natural gas prices, Romanians are finding it increasingly hard to cope, and they fear they will be unable to pay their bills this coming winter. Under these circumstances, additional taxes and charges only manage to bring people down even more. Asked recently about the amendments to the fiscal code that are taking effect on August 1st, the President, Klaus Johannes, said they do not introduce new taxes, but that they address situations that had not been properly regulated before. More precisely, this is about taxes introduced in other circumstances, perhaps without proper discussion or analysis, and it is now necessary to revisit them, to make things more transparent and fair, and thus to ensure better collection of state budget revenues. Better collection means less tax evasion, President Johannes argued. That said, following the decisions made recently by the coalition government made up of the National Liberal Party, Social Democratic Party and the Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians in Romania, as of August 1st, tobacco products will be more expensive, ceilings for certain tax exemptions will be lower and the tax on gambling gains will be higher. To go into more detail, as of Monday, whether they smoke classical or electronic cigarettes, Romanians will pay more, as the tobacco excise duty is raised. The decision, the authorities say, was made in order to avoid an infringement procedure against Romania for the inadequate transposition of EU legislation in this respect. The prices of alcoholic beverages also go up. According to the finance minister Adrian Cățo, the excise duties for alcohol had not been updated since 2015. As for gambling gains, a higher tax will be levied, ranging between 3 and 40%. Changes are also operated as regards salaries in the construction industry, agriculture and the food industry, where the ceiling for certain tax rebates will be lowered from €6,000 Euro to €2,000 Euro per month. Also beginning on August the 1st, for a part-time employment contract, employers will have to pay taxes corresponding to a full minimum salary which triggers concerns that many small companies might be forced out of business or resort to illegal employment. Even more changes to the fiscal code will take effect on January 1, 2023. For example, in the hospitality industry, VAT will be raised from 5 to 9%, while the VAT for non-alcoholic beer and for sugary drinks will be raised to 19%. Property taxes will also be calculated on a new methodology. This wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget you can also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook.
3: Next in this program, sports.
4: Welcome to Sports Roundup. I'm Eugen Nasta. Romanian tennis player Ana Bogdan this past Sunday sustained a 4-6, 1-6 defeat by Caroline Garcia in the final of the WTA tournament in Warsaw, an event with 250,000 US dollars in prize money. In the quarter-final, Garcia had defeated WT No. 1 tennis player Polish Iga Swiatek. For Anna Bogdan, the tournament in Warsaw was the first such event where Anna reached as far as the final. Her notable feat earned Anna Bogdan 33 notches up according to the world rankings. Anna is now 75th placed. The 16th summer edition of the European Youth Olympic Festival drew to a close in Slovakia's Banska Bistrica on Saturday. With five gold, eight silver, and six bronze medals, Romania came in eighth according to the nation's competition. Gold went to the women's artistic gymnastics team, discus thrower Mihai Damian Motorka, 100kg competitor Judoka Bogdan Alexandru Petre, and gymnast Amalia Pufla for her floor and beam performance. Romania this past Sunday won four medals. As part of the world, under-19 rowing championships, hosted by the Italian city of Varese. Gold went to the women's four crew, made of Andrea Todorica, Juliana Delcu, Delia Gradinaciuk, and Anna Maria Matran. Silver went to the women's coxless four crew, while the bronze medals were won by the women's coxed quadruple skulls and men's coxless quadruple skulls crews. According to the final rankings, in terms of medals, Romania came in sixth. Matches counting towards the Romanian Football Super League's third round were played at the weekend. In Pitești on Friday, FC Argeș defeated Universitată de Cluj 3-1, while in Ovidiu in the southeast, Farol Constanza were held by Kindia Targoviste to a blank draw. In Mioven on Saturday, FC Voluntar had no problem outclassing Utaharad 3-0, then in Cluj, CFR trounced CS Mioveni 4-2. Employed on Sunday, Petrol drew against Shepsis Fantukiorge, 1-0. Rapid Bucharest grabbed a 1-0 away win against Universitata Krajova. Also on Sunday, FCSB and FCU Krajova drew one all in Bucharest. Farul Constanza are at the top of the table with 7 points. Following are FC Botosan, FC Voluntari, Rapid, CFR Cluj, and FC Arges with 6 points each. And that's all from sports today. You can also access our sports items at Rri.o and on Facebook.
3: Focus on Romania.
0: Next in our program is a Hit of the Day. Listen to Holograph and Iwana Ignat with a song entitled I Let My Heart Speak.
5: Sărut plin de vise, eu nu vreau să mă mint. Și am să zbor cu vântul doar ca să-l țin. În vânt pentru început. început.
0: History Show.
6: Hello, I'm Cristina Matescu, and today we'll be talking about the history of electricity production in Romania. An extremely topical subject today, electricity is indispensable to everyday life. Its production, however, has generated lots of questions and controversy, with alternative technologies being promoted increasingly in recent decades in order to protect the environment. Energy production in Romania also went through all stages of modern technology, from fuel oil and gas plants to coal plants and from hydro to nuclear power plants. In the last 140 years, Romania has built technological facilities to meet electricity demands from the economic sector and household consumers. The expansion of the electricity network throughout the country's territory was a priority of every political regime because this was not something that private entities would be able to achieve. Thermal and hydropower plants date from the later part of the 19th century. The first electrical power plant was built in Bucharest in 1882 and used to run on gas. Two years later, the first hydropower plant was built at Peles, one year after the inauguration of the royal castle, to supply the king's residence with electricity. Since then, the network of thermal and hydropower plants has expanded constantly. After 1945 and installation of the Communist regime, plants were set in motion to bring electricity to the whole of Romania. In 1950 began the construction of Europe's fourth dam in Bicas in northern Romania on Bistrita River. After ten years of great efforts, the plant became operational in 1960. At the end of the 1960s, electricity produced by hydropower plants accounted for just 1% of the entire supply in Romania, but grew to 12% by the mid-1970s as a result of an intense energy policy. Maxim Bergianu used to be the president of the State Planning Committee, the institution in charge of planning Romania's economy after the Marxist-Leninist model. He had the rank of minister and took part in the mid-1960s in the discussions about the investments that would be made in the construction of hydropower plants. In 2002, he told Radio Romania's Oral History Centre that hydropower was profitable in the long run.
4: <laughs> the
6: hydroelectric potential began to be exploited. The initial investment is higher, but the electricity produced is very cheap. It does not require fuel. The costs take a longer time to be covered, but at less expense, for it does not involve too much, concreting mainly. The only bigger costs are the machines, the turbines, the equipment and the transformers. In parallel, the Romanian state continued to use electricity produced by coal plants. The country had many surface and underground mines, and building thermal power plants nearby was only reasonable, says Maxim Bergianu, a former head of the state planning committee during communism. There was a lot of discussion about calorific power and the transport of the coal to the power plants. This is why the plants were built near Rovinari in Oltenia, at Ișalnița, not to have to transport all that coal. There were huge reserves and our plan was to produce enormous quantities, which would cut some of the costs. Excavations would be done on a daily basis, so there was no need to build mines. It was surface mining. The machinery was expensive, but then you don't have to build the mines. The construction began of the big hydropower plant known as the Iron Gates, as well as those on Arges and Old Rivers. The most spectacular were those on the Danube, known as the Iron Gates I and the Iron Gates II. The first was built by Romania together with Yugoslavia from 1964 to 1972. It is one of the biggest hydrotechnical structures in Europe and the biggest on the Danube. Its construction involves, however, the loss of the old Romanian town of Orsova, which was flooded, as well as the submerging of the Danube island of Ada Kale. The Iron Gates II was also built by Romania and Yugoslavia and went into operation in the (music) mid-1980s. At the beginning of the 1970s, Romania also began to be interested in the production of nuclear energy, but it wasn't until the early 1980s that the designs were ready for the construction of the atomic power plant in Cernavoda. A Danube town in Dobroda, the plans provided for the construction of five nuclear reactors with French-Canadian technology. Today, the plant in Ternavoda has two nuclear reactors in operation, which together supply 20% of Romania's electricity demand. The first reactor was built between 1982 and 1996, and the second between 1983 and 2007. Two other reactors began to be built in 1984 and 1985, but they haven't been finished yet. Works on the fifth reactor, whose construction began in 1987, has been suspended for the time being. And that was the history show.
2: Now for a quick music break on Radio Romania International, listen to the band Zdob și and a song called The Lion's
5: Carol. <laughs>
3: Radio Romania International, Think Greener.
1: Welcome to Think Greener with Mila Kramera Simeon. The worldwide fine Romania volunteers have arrived in the Danube Delta for the third consecutive year for a campaign aimed at collecting plastic waste, a campaign called Zero Plastic Patrol. The plastic is mainly brought by the tributaries of the River Danube and invariably ends up in the Delta and then in the Black Sea. Plastic pollution in the Danube Delta is also amplified by some of the visitors of this nature sanctuary who camp and leave waste behind. The operators of the waste collection services in the Danube Delta claim that they do not have enough resources and the collection and transport of waste is a difficult and costly operation. That's why such greening campaigns contribute to a rigorous collection of waste, mostly plastic, from sometimes hard-to-reach places. Adrian Lungu, a worldwide fund Romania communication manager, explains what this Danube Delta greening project is all about. Zero Plastic Patrol plastic is a worldwide find Romania project in its third year of activity. It is a concept based on the idea of collecting plastic from the Danube Delta, just as we did in the first two years, and of doing an education and awareness campaign through which people from both local communities and tourists should stop throwing plastic in nature. In the first two years, the zero-plastic patrol took place in the Delta, on the canals of the Danube Delta. We have also tested a mechanism through which we distributed plastic collection kits to tourists, local businesses, and locals, and encouraged them to collect plastic. So, we equipped them with gloves and bags. We encouraged them to do that and take the plastic to some special areas, the patrols, actually, the well, patrol boats traveled several thousand kilometers in the first weeks, collecting tons of plastic from the denim delta, which is one of Romania's natural treasures, said Adrian Lungu. The volunteers of the Zero Plastic Patrol Program collect the waste in bags that are stored in special waste enclosures placed in several localities in the delta, from where the bags are taken by specialized companies for recycling. As in the previous years, the patrol benefits from a customized boat equipped with an electric engine. The patrol boat can cover approximately 80 kilometers and can carry up to seven people. However, this year's campaign focuses on educating people, as we learned from Adrian Lungu, Worldwide Fund Communication Manager. Now in the third year we have decided to focus more on education and awareness. We have realized that greening activities alone are not enough to stop the phenomenon of plastic waste decomposing in a natural environment, and fines are not effective either. So this year we have decided to involve pupils from Tulca County, who are our new zero plastic ambassadors as we call them. They were selected primarily on the basis of their membership to the local community. They are pupils from Tulja who express their wish to participate in this program, as they have always shown interest in the environment in general, Adrian Lungu explained. This year the Zero Plastic Patrol was also extended to the area of Brasov, a tourist city in central Romania. The Zero Plastic Patrols will this summer green the important tourist routes around Brasov and will inform tourists about the impact of plastic on the environment and on the ways to recycle plastic packaging. And that's all from Think Greener.
3: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
1: Next up in this broadcast, it's All That Jazz, featuring 80-year-old artist, pianist, composer, and TV producer Zoltan Boros. Welcome, I'm La camera, Simeon. Zoltán Boros, a producer of the Romanian television shows in the Hungarian language, a sound engineer and director, a pianist, conductor and composer, celebrated his 80th birthday anniversary on July 29th. So we are dedicating today's jazz music program to him. Zoltán Boros was born in 1939 in Kapulna, Bihar County, and trained during his student years at the Gyorgy Dyma Conservatory in cluj after completing a complex specialized training in 1967 at the University in Cluj and after becoming the leader of the Orada Theater Orchestra. In 1969, the artist, Zoltan Boros, devoted himself particularly to jazz, collaborating with genuine international personalities such as the pianist and composer Richard Boschanitsky and the saxophone and flute player Peter Wertheimer and participating in numerous jazz festivals, among which the well-known jazz festival in Ploiesti and the long-lived Sibiu International Jazz Festival. Listen now to the piece, The World is Waiting for the Sunrise, a live recording from 1984 at the Sibiu International Jazz Festival, when the pianist Sultan Boros performed together with three other instrumentalist improvisers, who have unfortunately passed away, the clarinetist Alin Constantini, double bassist Ovidiu Badila, and drummer Gabriel Teodorescu, in a golden quartet of Romanian jazz from the 80s. of our jazz program today we invite you to listen to another piece composed by the pianist and professor zoltan boros autumn in my town the piece then can also be found on the cd entitled romanian jazz awards for the year 2009 a compilation published in 2010 at the respective jazz and blues awards gala held in april 2010 and recorded on cd The artist Zoltan Borosh was awarded the Excellence Award for his 50-year career in music.
3: Living Romania This is Bucharest Radio Romania International
4: Listener's Letterboxd
3: to listeners' letterbox, the place where we can hear what other listeners talk about regarding our programs and pretty much everything else on the planet, literally in the entire planet. So, that being said, uh, today we had very long messages, and we are very glad about that because they come from various parts of the world, which is how it should be. And... We start with Mr. Jayanta Chakrabarti from Delhi in India, and let's quote him now. Dear sir or madam, I take great pleasure in sending you feedback on your broadcast of July the 18th, 2022, when I listened on the shortwave radio. Reception quality was excellent, and the presentation of the program was lucid and friendly. I found the news report interesting and informative. It was welcoming news that when most European nations are facing the menace of a drought situation, the pragmatic government of Romania has come out with a strategic plan to combat drought and mitigate its effects on agricultural production. The worldwide climatic change has brought havoc in crop cultivation thus having a serious repercussion on supply chains and consequent price rises. The Romanian plan envisages to support farmers with an effective irrigation system. Romanian Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca announced the setting up of an interministerial committee to study the effects of drought on crop production and for proper coordination of funds to help farmers engaged in farming and animal husbandry in all possible ways. There will be a rectification of communist era irrigation systems with a more viable irrigation network, providing financial assistance to farmers at the same time. It is hoped that timely government intervention will help in combating the effects of drought and help the country strengthen its agricultural sector and agro-food industries. Yours, Jayanta Chakrabarty. Well, Mr. Chakrabarty, that was a great message, and we're very happy that you seem to take such great interest in Romanian farming and agriculture. You probably work in that area. I am a bit familiar with India's situation regarding the way it's affected by climate change as well. Not necessarily droughts, but a lot of times all kinds of of other climate-related problems. I know India has reformed its farming quite a while ago, and it very successfully so. But now, like every other country on the earth, it's affected by this climate change situation. Let's hope the Romanian plan helps Romanian farming. So far, it's been so-so many people have almost lost their livelihoods but let's hope the, for the best in the future thanks for your message anyway namaste
7: the
3: next message comes from japan and it's a great message from our old friend mr teruiko kachi who writes a rather personal message to us before commenting On the content of our programs and let's quote him he writes how have you been doing your station's news reports on the extreme weather in Europe and Japan is also suffering from sudden heat and heavy rainfall these should be the results of global climate change by the way I became 75 years old this month in Japan people aged 75 and over I refer to as late-stage elderly. Yes, I am now at the late stage of my life. I must be one of the oldest listeners of Radio Romania International. Nevertheless, I am still working in the medical field and, of course, listening to RRI. Talking about the broadcast, I was interested in last week's program, Generation 3.0, which dealt with a student studying at Kobe University in Japan. He was lucky to get a scholarship from the Japanese Ministry of Education, Sports, Science, and Technology. I send him my best wishes and hope that more Romanian students will get the scholarship and come to Japan. Today I will send you a recession report. Please find the attached PDF. If it's useful for you, I will be very happy. Yours sincerely, Teru. Well, congratulations, Teru, for... uh, turning 75. All of us here uh, the English section of Radio Romania International want to wish you a very happy birthday and many returns. And most of all we are very impressed that you are still practicing medicine and that is great because obviously all of that experience that you have amassed in these 75 years. At the same time I don't know how this sounds in Japanese. It probably sounds endearing but in English late-stage elderly sounds so dry and technical uh, I'd rather prefer the uh, I guess the American term uh, golden years that sounds a bit more poetic in any case we are very happy to have you as a listener as you said probably one of the oldest and we're it's always great to hear from you to get your regular reception reports and generally to hear what you have to say about anything, pretty much. Thank you so much for being such a faithful listener, and we look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks again. And the next message came from one of our unfortunately rare female listeners. In this case, Ms. Carrie Hooper of Elmira, New York, in the United States. And she writes, Dear Radio Romania International, Greetings from a very warm Elmira, New York. Yesterday I listened to RRI's English program for the first time in quite a while, and I really enjoyed it. I like to visit Romania's presentation of Yash as well as the traditional folk music. Society Today's discussion of teenagers with brac problems related to their use of modern devices was also interesting. Thank you for talking about the history of Germans in Romania. Do you still broadcast the language show, Romanian Without Tears? If so, what day is it on? If the show is off for the summer, will it resume in the fall, and if so, when will it start again? Thank you for a well-done program and keep up the good work." Well, that was a great message, Carrie, and we are very happy to hear from you. We are very glad that you're enjoying the program, especially the ones about the history, and we need to assure you that the language show is actually on, on a weekly basis. It has been for a while now, actually. I don't think it takes a break for the summer, and um, Basically, you should find it every Sunday uh, in pretty much any iteration of the broadcast. It's great to hear from you, and we're looking forward to your next letter. Thanks. And we saved the best for last. A welcome greeting for Mr. Akiyoshi Taraoka of Fukuoka, Japan, a first-time listener who wrote thus. I never thought I would be able to receive a Romanian broadcast from your station. It's late at night in Japan at this time of the day, so I was turning on the radio, thinking I had to go to bed when I happened to receive a broadcast from your bureau. This is amazing. Well, Mr. Taraoka, it is amazing for us too. And on behalf of all my colleagues, I would like to say thank you and welcome to our broadcasts. We hope to hear from you soon and hopefully get some reception reports from you if you're into that. Also, we recommend the excellent traditional Romanian music in our programs. Not to boast too much, but it really is excellent. Also, we have classical music programs, if you like that, and jazz as well. Welcome. And this has been all for Listener's Letterboxd. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Simply Folk.
4: Welcome to Simply Folk, I'm Iljan Nasta. The late Ion Matake is a violin virtuoso who hail from southern Romania's Argeș County. Ion Matake also played the dulcimer and joined a traditional music combo. In Bucharest, Ion Matake accompanied such traditional music legends as Maria Tanase, Grigora Zdeniku, and Rodica Bujor, to name but a few of them. You are invited to listen to a famous round dance tune performed by Ion Matake.
0: We'll <laughs> And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC, on 9.760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11.850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at eleven hundred hours UTC, on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.row. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl Goodbye.